0: today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford
2: Lease to find out more. About, I suppose, about five minutes into the, the second half, I just felt dizzy and I collapsed. And I um, suffered from a, a massive heart attack and my marker, Sir Jane Joy, um... Started compressions immediately, and two people from Cooleroo ran and got the defibrillator. And you know, different people from the, the sideline and the stand came in and volunteered and, and did compressions. So, I'd say I had between six and eight rounds of shocks on the defibrillator and about 11 or 12 rounds of, of compressions. And then I was airlifted to the University Hospital Limerick. Your partner and your
1: your your young son were there, were they?
2: Yeah, Joran and Connor were there uh, just before I collapsed, I It's kind of it's unusual, you know. I I saw Joran Connor in front of me, and I saw my mum in the stand. And the next thing, I just it was literally like that curtains were closing in front of me. That's the way I could describe it. And um, I just like dropped straight away. I didn't get a pain or anything, you know. So it was very, as you say, frightening for everybody in the stand, and especially you know my family. I know.
1: What was your next memory then?
2: Um, I I can remember coming around on the on the pitch in that I it's kind of unusual in that I suppose I could hear one voice in my head saying, "Just close your eyes, Michelle. It'll be a whole lot easier. The pain will be gone." And then I could hear Ger and Mom, you know, telling me, "Michelle, you need to fight. You need to wake up. You need to be there for Connor." And I think when I heard that, you know, the way something clicked and like it was like I had to almost swim through something, you know, as in to get to the surface. And then I, I, I opened my eyes, as you'd say, and there was like loads of people around me and they were all, you know, like, I, I I didn't know what was after happening, you know, as in it was, I didn't know whether I was after getting a bang or, you know, that I was after fainting. I, I didn't know what had happened. So it was, literally came around and they were saying, you're all right, Michelle, and, you know, tell us your name and how old are you, and they were asking me different questions. So that was the next memory I had.
1: You're a young woman, so what did happen?
2: Um, I, like, I did have a, a massive heart attack. Um, there is no definitive answer as to, you know, what the cause was. There is no, you know, as I wasn't given a, a list of things that to go and change, you know, that I might never know what actually, what actually caused it, as you say, or what the problem was. Um, I suppose I just have to kind of say, look, I was in the right place at the right time where it did happen.
1: Right, that is Michelle Herbert, local camogie player, talking to us about her heart attack on the pitch back in 2016. And uh, somebody else who experienced something scarily similar to her and indeed to what happened to Christian Eriksson, is Limerick man Barry Long, who joins us this morning. Good to chat to you, Barry. Um, Now, a few years ago, you told us the story of what happened to you in the pool at the UL Arena. Just remind listeners of that briefly.
3: Yeah, uh, hi Joe, and 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 uh, and thanks for having us on to highlight this important issue. Um, yeah, so in, in um, Friday evening, tenth um, of March, uh, twenty seventeen, uh, I went swimming and completed a whole uh, set of 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 of, of lengths, um, Went to warm down, pushed off the wall, and very similar to Michelle, um, suddenly for me everything just went black. Um, I was in two meters of water and uh, my heart had stopped, Um so. Again, if, again, very, very, very similar to Michelle. Um, I was taken over the pool by a very alert lifeguard um, or, or two, and um, brought onto the side deck. Uh, a D was applied, compressions were, were, were started, and um, I was uh, I was I was brought back from 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 the brink basically um, by again a couple of bystanders came in um, Anne and 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 Tommy and did compressions on me, uh, and I had um, I had a what. Turned out for me to what caused my heart to stop was a thing called a SCAD, which is spontaneous spontaneous coronary artery dissection, um, which meant that every time they started my heart, um, it stopped again. So they had a they had a bit of a, a puzzler on their on their hands when they when they when they um, got me got me awake. But again, I'm only here because of CPR and and AED, um, and just that that's it. That's yeah. the simple reason I'm here. Oh, what was your reaction? What were your thoughts
1: about the Christian Eriksson situation then?
3: Um, well, I heard about it and like, you know, the the thoughts come flooding back. Um, like I, I know exactly how he feels. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's a hell of a shock. Um, you know, I, I, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't a professional footballer, but I was quite fit, um, through my life. Um, did a lot of endurance sports, triathlon running. Um, so you just don't expect it, Joe, you know, and, um, and, uh, I, I remember the medical team and Summer and all the people in, inside me, you know, all saying, well, you know, you're, you know, we looked at you and we said, you know, you, you're not, you're, you're just not a candidate. But, but in fairness, those people see people like me and, and Michelle every day of the week. You know, there are lots of people who get cardiac arrest or who are not obviously candidates for this. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I decided to look at it as no, uh, a bit. I, I kind of stopped looking at it then because it just brought, brought back kind of memories that are of a bit course, overwhelming. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, I, again, I, I think it's just. I think it's and I, I think it's just so important for us to get this message out there. If you're in a club or you're, you're running events or you're in a pub or you know you've any place, even a friend of mine's office got an ad because they're a counseling firm and they brought in. Uh, you know, they put an A D in because their attitude was, Look, we get lots of people here in their forties to sixties coming in every day, somebody could have a heart attack there in their in their in their reception. So anyone that has public passing through their premises should really either know there's an A D close by or have one. Um, because it does save lives.
1: Yeah, we're chatting to Barry Long, also Dr. Stephen Toohey, who's consultant cardiologist from University Hospital Limerick, is on the line. How are you, Stephen? Um, now, something like this is not the way that you would want necessarily the message to get out. We've heard two stories this morning, and the Christian Eriksen one has got international uh, publicity. But do you find that when something like that happens, it elevates people's interest?
0: Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on. <clears throat> Give me the opportunity to talk about this. I, I do think this is an it's a tragic event. I was watching it live. I was watching the game and I saw Christian Eriksen collapse. Um, and the scenes were obviously quite dramatic, but thankfully had a good outcome. But something like this, which is very high profile, millions of people watching it, it is an opportunity to raise awareness of this condition that does happen. It's not common, but it does happen. We have statistics in Ireland that probably something in the region of five young people a year have cardiac arrest during exertion and probably 70 young people a year between 15 and 35 have cardiac arrest and sudden cardiac death. So it does happen, and this is an opportunity to raise awareness of it. The reason that Kristen Erickson had such a good outcome was timely implementation of CPR and early use of defibrillation. I mean, that's essentially why he's here, and that's why he's made such a good recovery. Um, he's in hospital now recovering and he will get implantation of an ICD which is an implantable cardioverter defibrillator so he will basically get a, an implanted defibrillator to protect him in case it happens in the future
1: So it will um, shock his heart from inside if necessary
0: Exactly, exactly, so a device that's kind of like a pacemaker, it's a device that's implanted in under the skin and, and partially in through the veins, into the heart and that if he does have another one of these rhythms the device will detect it and deliver a shock Right. So,
1: um, um, and, and can I just ask, you sure. know, in a, the situation of somebody like him, a professional footballer um, at a very, very high level, the highest level really, getting that initial difficulty last weekend and now th- this implant that you're mentioning, do guys like that play again at that
0: level? It, it can. It really depends on the specific diagnosis. And it depends on, you know, it's an individualized decision between the the cardiologist, the patient, and the club. And um, there are patients that are playing with implantables. There are footballers with ICDs in situ. There are even right. international footballers right now. Really? It does depend, though, if they get them in as a preventive measure, if it's a, in a after they've had a cardiac arrest. So it really depends on the situation. Um, so, you know, and I, what I want to highlight about this as well is that. You know, exercise is important, right? Exercise is very important for our physical, mental well-being. Sports is really important to our society and it's so positive. But just in a situation like this, what's really important is that somebody knows CPR, implements it quickly, and there's a defibrillator nearby.
1: Okay. Uh, How advanced are the treatments in Limerick when it comes to the heart, Stephen?
0: University Hospital Limerick has quite a good cardiology department. I would say the procedures are quite advanced here. We've had a very good kind of heart attack treatment program for a number of years now where if people have a, an acute heart attack, they can get a stent very quickly, which can be life-saving. And for a number of years, our team of cardiologists have been uh, doing fairly advanced electrophysiology treatments. But, um, by that, I mean implanting pacemakers and implanting defibrillators. More recently, we've kind of introduced some new services um, with the introduction of an electrophysiology department and basically that's a cardiologist such as myself that specializes in rhythm disorders of the heart. So the heart going too fast, the heart going too slow, the heart being irregular and screening people for risk for sudden death. So we've introduced a new service which will uh, treat and and manage patients with heart rhythm disorders. Um, We've implanted new types of defibrillators in the last year, subcutaneous ICD, which is a new type of defibrillator. We've recently implanted leadless pacemakers. We're the first place outside of Dublin in the country to do that. So things are getting advanced. We're hoping to even start doing more advanced arrhythmia procedures in in the coming months called EP studies and ablation. So we're moving forward, uh, and, and uh, I think the we our game is good here. And there, yes, but
1: as you say, prevention is better than cure. We'd like to Absolutely. never get as far as you, Stephen. um and yes. uh, Barry, I remember doing that interview with you a few years ago about this, and you were saying how sore your ribs were <laughs> in the days that followed, and uh, minor complaint in the larger scheme of things. Do you have to get regular checkups now?
3: Um, it, it's fairly simple, actually. Well, the, the ribs, the ribs kind of heal themselves after about twelve weeks. Um, I remember <laughs> first week or two it wasn't too easy um, but uh, no I went for a check up at six months check up at a year check up I think at 18 months and now I'm every two years so um, uh, it's just uh, it's a very very simple echo everything's good
1: um, and, and do you do the level of exercise you used to do and live your life
3: <laughs> Uh, I live my life pretty much the same um i suppose look i've um i've i've crossed uh, across 50 now, so so I that
1: uh, I don't believe
3: you <laughs> yeah, I did uh, There this year, so i still I'
1: God, sure why not. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. So two two fifties in this house now this year, but um, no. I listen. I I cycle. I like I cycle. I don't I don't run, I don't run for a different reason, just my knee. But um, I I cycle a bit. I don't really <laughs> I don't really swim anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I exercise. I do about a hundred k a week in the bike, just three or four hours of exercise a week, um, and. You know, I I, I kind of keep an eye on it, but I I've been told just mm. you know fire ahead basically. And, um,
1: and what about work related stress now, Barry? You are never
3: great at that. No, I wasn't good at that either. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I have to say that is one thing I have definitely tried to. Um, I've definitely tried to 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 manage. And um, you know, um, I know it's all very popular now with with people talking about wellness and and um, things like meditation and stuff. But I I I. I definitely did that very, very extensively for the first two years, and um, I think it's kind of taught me to to, to um, manage my stress a bit better. I'm in sales, so you know, stress is part of the job. But especially
1: at the um, moment,
3: I, defi- <laughs> I definitely do. I definitely do manage it, and 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 uh, like I'm, I would frequently encourage people who I see um, colleagues getting stressed. I would actually say to them, "Look, you need to take a break." Like, yeah. And I would say to people. Put your phone away in the evenings. Don't look at us, you know. And and that's exactly what I do. Um, I don't look at my phone. Um, for at emails anymore. Yeah. yeah in and, and,
1: and interesting if that's. A discipline and you know you need to get it into a habit and when you get into a habit then it's something that's more manageable
3: yeah. Yes exactly. Exactly.
1: well listen thank you very much for your story thanks very much for getting the message out I think it's really important and uh, some good comes out of situations like Christian Erikson's when people around the world are talking about this again and thank you to Dr Stephen Toohey consultant cardiologist at UHL for you and your team's fantastic work as well that's Barry Long
3: and Dr Stephen.